Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. This is your host, Juliette Lamar. We have with us today Eric Pelareze-Garcia. He is the CTO at BCN3D Technologies. Welcome, Eric. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. So, Eric, why don't you get us off on the right foot and let us know who BCN3D is and what you do at your company. Well, BCN3D is a project of the SIM Foundation, which is a non-profit technological center uh, that depends on the Technical University of Catalonia. Um, Fundación SIM was a pioneer in Spain, becoming the first entity to have a 3D printer, in that case, industrial 3D printer, back in the 90s. And in 2012, uh, we discovered the RepRap project, which goal, well, one of the goals was to bring low-cost and self-replicating machines to the masses. So that project fitted in the foundational goals of the, the technological center, and that's why we joined uh, the RepRap project. So we started to sell um, kits, uh, to, for, for, the pub, for the public to, to build their own um, 3D printers. And shortly after, we started to develop our own models. And this is how, in 2015, the, the project inside the SIM Foundation became BCN 3D Technologies. So we um, design, manufacture, and sell desktop 3D printers. Wow. So it really is, is a 3D printer for any anyone who needs one. Yeah. Well, we are mainly focused on the professional public 
uh, we started selling basically to to makers and well, our model of business was a B, you know, B2C. Right now we are more focusing on the B2B business and, and trying to solve uh, closed solutions for, for customers. But of course, we are still have the, the maker, um, you know, DNA in our roots. Excellent. And, uh, and, and what kind of products do you have? Why don't you tell us a little bit about the products you, you manufacture and you sell? Yes. Um, well, we have uh, core, core products, which are the, the 3D printers themselves. Uh, but we are offering a, a ecosystem around those printers. So we not only uh, design and manufacture the, the 3D printers, but also um, the software and the technical materials to run all the all the ecosystem. We also have a, an active community of users and a great technical support team, both providing help to the to the end customers. So our our printers are the BCN 3D Sigma and the BCN 3D Sigmax which are an FFF printers. Well, FFF stands for Fused Filament Fabrication. So it consists in a filament of, of plastic, which is uh, molten and then deposited layer by layer. So our products are specially characterized by its mechanical architecture, what we call IDEX, that stands for Independent Dual Extruder System, that allows to print multi-material parts, uh, to print with support materials on, or even to, to cut down the, the printing times. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about some of the use cases where you're seeing your products being used the most. Uh, well, you know, the people adopting 3D printing uh, in their workflows experience some, some benefits. Um, all of them enjoy a faster developing cycle because it's easier to create prototypes and validate concepts during all these stages of the design. So it it means that um, the companies using 3D printing uh, become more competitive since they are able to bring products faster to the to the market. They also save a lot of money because it's much faster and, and cheaper to create prototypes in-house instead of um, send to other companies to, to manufacture them. Uh, also, our customers can avoid constraints of the traditional manufacturing technologies such as a subtractive technologies because 3D printing allows to create complex geometries with no uh, limitations of, of geometry in most of the cases. And also it's possible to, to customize um, a lot of parts. So 3D printing allows to uh, create short runs of manufacturing that is not possible with injection molding or traditional subtractive technologies. So it's a good, a good cost-effective alternative. So those are the, the general benefits of 3D printing, in, in my opinion, but um, BCN 3D, our, our products are offering a most versatile solution. Um, thanks to the IDEX architecture, we are able to print with soluble supports uh, flawlessly, allowing to create even more complex geometries. It's also possible to combine different materials in one part. It's a, a reality, the, the, the possibility to print a part with rigid areas and flexibles is, is very, very good. And it's also possible to print faster because you can use both tool heads at the same time, allowing to, to cut the manufacturing times by half. Um, some use cases were, at the moment, uh, most of our customers are people um, that are using 3D printing to customization. There is a company, for example, called Born Motor that creates custom motorbikes that is saving more than 2,000 euros per bike 
thanks to 3D printing and also save uh, a lot of time using 3D printing instead of handcrafting custom parts or CNC machines. And on the other side, I think it's it's very interesting um, the the story of BCN 3D itself because we right now are using 3D printing to to manufacture some parts of our machine. Uh, when we started to um, to assemble our printers like three years ago ago, uh, we were not able to to invest in tooling and injection molds. So we decided to use 3D printing our own machines to produce some plastic parts. So we've been for almost three years uh, 3D printing thousands of parts uh, per month to assemble a final product. So I think it's it's a good example of of what's the the potential of of 3D printing for for a medium-sized company. Absolutely. I mean, the the possibilities truly are endless because you can 3D print using almost every material. You can use, you know, chocolate if you want, or you can use, you know, (laughs) steel and plastic and... and Yeah, yeah, well, (laughs) yes, correct. Um, It depends... Yeah, it depends. Especially um, depending on on the technology you are using. Of course, there are um, uh, printers that that can handle food, for example, all kinds of paste. They, it's it's possible to print. Uh, the technology we are using is only specifically to print um, polymers. But of course, you can also print uh, powder-based materials like nylons, polypropylenes, or metal, as you said. So. Depending on the application, depending on the budget, um, you can print very, very different stuff. And I, I feel, I feel like this this technology has been around for a while, and it's now it's just now gaining traction, you know, in a big scale. You know, I hear about 3D printing everywhere. And and why yeah. do you think that is? is? Is it the accessibility that that companies like BCN 3D are providing to everyday users, or are people just finally accepting this as a way of manufacturing? Well. I think it's it's a it's a combination of of the the factors you you mentioned. Uh, 3D printing has been has been a reality for for like 30 years already, a bit more when mm-hmm. when it was invented back back in the 80s. But at that moment, it was only accessible for very big companies. There was a lot of patents around uh, 3D printing, so it was a there was just few few companies uh, having all the 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 knowledge and and technology. So, like ten years ago, more or less, um, there was uh, some patents expiring, and that allowed a, a lot of people to, to, you know, to dive into the technology and to start creating their own companies, like BCN 3D, and much other, many more, many, many other companies that are allowing to, to reduce the cost and, and to approach the technology to, to the masses. And that's why. More and more people now are adopting 3D printing because it's not as expensive as it was 10 years ago. So now it makes sense to to contemplate the, the investment on 3D printing and to change the the way um, the companies manufacture the, their stuff. Uh, what are some of the unique challenges associated with 3D printing, and how is BCN 3D overcoming those challenges for for users? Well, um, I think that one one of the, the biggest challenges is is the the expectations. Um, it seems like 3D printing is is almighty that can handle any sort of project. And but the truth is, all projects have a component of uncertainty and complexity. So it's important to to be realistic and to study and look for advisement whether a project is suitable to be undertaken with 3D printing or not. 
So I think that um, the general media usually depicts 3D printing like a, a very futuristic and super capable technology. But the truth is, it is still not a major uh, technology and a, major, a very major um, market compared with traditional manufacturing technology. So I think that it, it's important to, to be realistic at, at this point. So yes, 3D printing can, can solve a lot of, of problems and can be applied to many, many different fields, but every project is different. So in, in that case, how, how BCN 3D is, is handling this, this difficulty? Well, we are trying to, to create a, a versatile uh, platform so it's possible to, to tune or to configure the, the printer and the ecosystem depending on the application. That's, that's our approach right now. And as I was saying, another question is the, the maturity of the industry. Ten years ago, there were just a few companies in the industry focusing the activity as B2B, as I said before. They were selling expensive equipment and very close solutions. And when we appeared, we and other companies with a B2C model, we had to understand the profile of our customers, their needs, and face a lot of product development challenges. For example, uh, compliance was something forgotten, forgotten for the very first years. Nobody cared about the, the safety of, of the operation of the machines. And once that major issue was fixed and, and people started to go to the lab and to certify their equipments, um, user experience w was the last priority of the companies. So, you know, uh, I, I think that the, the path is, is, still, uh, is still complex and there's a lot of work to do to make a, a major product easy to use for the customers, safe to use and, and capable to be introduced in, in as many fields and industries as possible. And and the, like we were talking about earlier, you know, limitations of 3D printing, you know, they're really becoming less and less. Each year is different materials are mm -hmm. being used and different use cases come about. You know, what do you see in the future of the industry? Uh, you know, people can, can imagine, you know, we, we start using, you know, stem cells or genetic material to 3D print, you know, body parts for people or organs. Um, you know, how far away are we from a future that might entail something like that? Well, I, I think that there's there's a lot of research that um, shows that it, it's uh, it's not far from from the present from from the present time. Uh, I mean, maybe in in ten fifteen years we 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 can start thinking in in a short term application for those uh, medical applications. Um, in terms of of product development and prototyping, is not the future; is already the the present. I mean, almost every company that develops something is using 3D printing, some sort of 3D printing. Uh, in terms of logistics, it's also being very very common that um, companies are using 3D printing to to have spare parts or to produce tools, jigs. So it's it's the present. That we we also have some customers that are based on the all the food industry, so maybe it's not mainstream, but it's already being used in most of the of the common fields. Maybe all all the the things related with healthcare. There's a lot of regulations there, so maybe that would take more time because of that. Not because of the technology is not ready, but because there's some some regulations issues and it need, it needs to be very very safe to to apply to to a human body but i think in 10 15 years can be can be done
Exactly, and we want to make sure it's done right, especially if we're putting things into people that are supposedly going to help them live longer. We don't want to mess that up. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's the point. Did you, and did you mention food? You said that it's coming in the food industry? Yeah, well, there are, there are many many things that can be done in, in the food industry. Uh, you, was, you were saying before that um, can be printed chocolate can be printed and mm-hmm. yes it, it it can be it can be done so uh, there are companies specialized in in printing food printing pastes and but that's not the 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 only application to print food itself but also in all the packaging industry to you know to to manipulate food and and all the the logistics chain um, 3D printing can can be used, but it has to comply with the FDA regulations. So it's not really it's related with food industry, but not directly with uh, site application. So if people want to come and find out, you know, more about your your printers and and get involved with your company, where is the best place for them to to find you? We have a we have a growing um, distribution network currently. We are mainly selling in in Europe. Um, we are based in Spain, but we have strong distributors in in the UK, Germany, and the Netherlands. Well, most of the countries in 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 Europe, we are present. Somehow, also in the US, we have a strong partner, Matter Hackers. And right now, we we are focusing our efforts in, in on expanding our distribution network in North America and Asia next year. And of course, we also have a website, so bcn3dtechnologies.com, where people can find. Uh, our products and and learn a little bit more about our company and use cases and different applications. And when people uh, buy one of your products, uh, it comes and in pieces, and you have to assemble it. Is that correct? No, it it, it comes completely uh, assembled. The the printer, there are just mm-hmm. a few parts that can must be assembled, but it's just for shipping purposes. But it takes mm-hmm. like five minutes to to have the the printer ready ready to print. For the first time. Oh, that's fantastic. And if something ever, <laughs> this is a silly question, but I guess if, if you had two 3D printers and something broke on one of them, could they print their own replacement part? Yeah, I mean, if if you can print a replacement part part for for a for a 3D printer, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, depend depending on the part. If it's a plastic part, yes, you can do it. Uh, actually, we uh, we provide the you know the files to print the the plastic parts of the of the printer. So if there's any issue, it can be easily replaced. If it's a you know a metal part or or a complex specific component, um, it has to be replaced. But well, it's it's possible to to change uh, or to reprint some of the parts. Yes, no problem. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. Machines are self-healing almost now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's the core of the Rebra project uh, where we were we were born. So that that was the the goal to create self-replicating machines, something like Terminator, but in the positive way. <laughs> and and how do you feel about you know the future of technology? And people say something like, you know, oh, it's it's like the Terminator and the machines are taking over. You know, obviously you don't you don't feel that way. What is what is your outlook on the future of these technologies? Well, I think 3D printing itself is is just a tool. It's a powerful tool that is empowering uh, a lot of creators and designers and, and opening um, new new development doors. But I think it's not, uh, you know, it, there, there's no risk in, in, the, in the tool itself. I think there are other technologies or 
developments that can be yeah can be a, a threat like IA or something like that. But I think there's a, a lot of smart people working on that and and you know making sure that everything is under control so the the human race can be can be safe and enjoy the progress. That's that's our goal to provide tools and enjoy progress and, and have a better life. Fantastic. Well, Eric, thank you so much for joining us today on Future Tech Podcast. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you very much for counting on, on me and BCN3 Technologies. That was Eric Poloeras Garcia. He was the, he is the CTO at BCN3D Technologies. Thank you so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast. I've been your host, Juliet Lamar. We'll see you guys later. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000-plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here. Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.